listen to Vintage House on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on WNUR 89.3 FM, WNUR.org, Facebook Live, and VintageHouseShow.com. Welcome to the Vintage House Show. The Vintage House Show celebrates the lives and careers of house music pioneers. The Vintage House Show can be found at VintageHouseShow.com and is powered by the Modern Dance Music Research and Archiving Foundation, the only repository in the United States dedicated solely to preserving and honoring house and dance music genres. Visit us at dancemusicfoundation.us. Hey, it's Lori Branch with another episode of Vintage House. Today's guest is Chicago house DJ and producer Mike Dunn. Mike Dunn made his mark on Chicago's legendary house music scene in the mid-80s as a local DJ that quickly amassed a huge following. His first hit, Dance You Mother, was a staple in house music parties across the city. Mike's musical influence as a DJ and producer continues to grow each year as he is internationally recognized as one of house music's pioneers. Today, he talks to us about what it was like to grow up on Chicago's South Side and how Chicago sound continues to be heard around the world. We're here with Mega, aka Kelly McFall, or Lowry, myself, Lori Branch. Guys, we're uh, watching. We have Mike Dunn, hopefully in the house at some point tonight. He's uh, um, he's jumping on in about a minute. Right? All right, that's fantastic. So just before we get started, I want to remind people that the Vintage House is a show project, is a project of the Modern Dance Music Research and Archiving Foundation. It is the only show that is dedicated to celebrating, preserving the lives and stories of Chicago house music, past, present, and future. Although I think Vince, this show has given us a run for his money. It's a great show. I just watched his show with, uh, with, with um, Jesse Saunders, yeah. who's one of my favorite DJ, producers, people in general. And uh, we're talking about Jesse's book, uh, which is amazing. It's really, I, I know that uh, we're going to talk to Mike Dunn, but I did want to give a plug to Jesse's book before we get started, Mega. And Lauren, you got to mute because we hear all your typing. This thing. So on my tablet, I can hear you clicking. Gotta I'm not clicking anything. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. That's mega. Mega's type. Mega's clicking. Anyway, guys, I want to encourage you to get the book. Um, it is quite thick, as you can see. Um, I got the digital version and uh, the, the the real version, which they may run out of these. And I think it's going to be a collector's item. Now, you know, one thing I will say about any book that's written about house music, next week we're going to have Micah Salkine, who wrote Do You Remember House? Um, so these are really two great, I mean, seriously, I've been reading so many amazing stories. I just want to give some shout outs because Jesse's been having some guests on, on the show along with Lauren, but some really great stories from people we typically don't hear from. Certainly, the disco years, Robert Williams, Tyrone Mix, Arliss Ball, um, Charlie, Azalone, Tony Powell, Frankie, Annabelle, I, Robert Ellis, I, I can't tell you. There's so many great folks that, some of whom I knew and I was friends with, and some of whom I'm just learning. Because I think we can all say we've been to a lot of parties. You know, you're part of this scene that we know of house music. You, you've, been, you've been out a lot. We were club kids. We were professionally doing that for a long time, you know. Um, many people you just kind of rubbed elbows with and you kept it moving. But I find it 
remarkable, a beautiful tribute to the people not only behind the decks or you know in the studios, but the people who made it possible for us all to do that. And those were the dancers, and those were the people who gave house music its heart. So, you know, I, I, I just really want to give a big shout out to everybody who contributed to it. And if you didn't contribute to it, it's not too late. This is why we have the Vintage House Show, is to hear your stories. So, you know, hit us up. Let us know if you want to come on and be a part of this history. Because this is a, a way that we're going to celebrate your life and your contribution. And there's been many. I'll say one more thing. Uh, Kevin Abdullah is, is one of our buds. Somebody I used to hang out with in the early 80s. And most of you know Kevin and his brother Craig. They were just beautiful boys on the scene. Um, and he and I had a great conversation about a project where we can get as many voices into a pictorial, kind of like a, uh, I won't give it all away because he would be mad at me, but something that we would produce that would be beautiful, that would be a keepsake, that many of you could have, you know, to show your kids and grandkids about this wonderful thing that you were a part of. Um, kind of like a great day in Harlem, but it's like a great day in house music. So, you know, let, hit me up, hit me up on Facebook and say, I want to be down and I'll keep you posted. What's up, Jesse? He's tuning in. Uh, hey, Reggie, thanks for tuning in. Are you reading Micah's book? Um, so I'm, I, I'm double booked tonight because Micah's here next week, but we're doing Jesse every night. So uh, some really cool things in there. All right, I'll stop talking, and I'm going to say, um, Lauren, what's going on? You know, I'm, I'm really so happy that people are taking house music seriously as a field of study, uh, really thoughtfully, bringing the true stories to life. That's mm -hmm. what Vintage House is all about. During COVID, we've got just quite a few people really sharing the stories in unique ways. And I'm really happy about that. I really feel good that, you know, people are doing great things. We've been doing this for five years, and I'm so thankful that uh, the both of you also recognized how important it was to share these stories that I always felt like the DJs, we never heard from the DJs, right? We never heard from more. We never heard about their real life. We never heard from the dancers. We never heard from the promoters. What was, what was really going on in about their About a project where we can get, yes. where we can get. So I hear, I hear someone's background. Do you That's know? a little echo, but it's all good. Go ahead, honey. Yeah, just checking. But I was like. Hey, hey there's Mike. Gonna... I'm going to bring him on. Hang on one second. <sighs> Guns in the house! Woohoo! We met it. Thanks for joining us. What's going on, everybody? What's up, Lauren? What's up, Mike Dunn? We're so happy you're here. Thanks for joining us. Everyone's been waiting. How you doing? I've uh, been, man, I can't complain. Okay. And so I call this brother up. To <laughs> check on where he is, and of course he's working. He was grinding behind the board. He had his headphones on, the phone was on the side, and he's like, "Oh no!" And the studio did. I looked over, saw the phone going off. I was like, "Oh snap!" I, it totally slipped my mind. It, it, it was only promoted um, across the entire internet world. We actually, you know, we want to hear more about that process because we uh, gave 
get to it, but I do want to uh, formally introduce our Greenwich House Show guest for tonight, June 17th, 2020, the year of the asterisk. Um, but it's been a special, special um, year and time for the Greenwich House crew because we've been able to bring you uh, the story of greats and icons and legends in, in house and house music business and the, the lifestyle that is house music throughout all of it, all of it. And as importantly, conversations about our current state of, of being. And so with that, I want to introduce um, a gentleman who's been uh, certainly legendary and renowned in the house genre. He is a house DJ remixer, producer, a member of the Chosen Few DJs. Wow. is Mike Dunn. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, everybody? Hold on. Woo! I see it. I see everybody's phone is in HD, so I'm going to turn by the HD. There you go. <laughs> right, right, right. I just need something to pop it up with. So... As you um, get that ready, Mike, we were originally thinking, well, do we get Mike to do a mix set or do we sit him down and just have great conversation and insight or do we do a, a full-blown lecture series on uh, Mike Dunn? And we decided we will sit you down and let you relax because we know that you've got um, some work going on behind you there and we'll catch you up for a mix session uh on your next appearance with us does that sound good now perfect baby perfect all right so i see the pictures locked in there good (laughs) all right so um everyone checking in reggie davenport jesse saunders we see you guys they call you the funky one you got many aliases Tell us, tell us about some of those aliases. What? You know, looking back, I should have done a whole lot of my done record, but because I was in a mindset that like every everything I did had a reason behind it. You know, jazz man was more of this jazzy type stuff. The MD Express was more of the funky stuff. Mike Dunn was more of the tracky stuff. Uh, it, you know, I, uh, one funky brother. And I got this, this, you know, the names just go on. I just made up names because... MD3. Right. You know what I'm saying? MD3, of course, yeah. It, it was just, but MD3, how MD3 came about was my first two records were on my friends, Chris Westbrook, like, which was okay. Westbrook. Yes. And my third record was on DJ International. So I called it Mike Dunn number three. That's how I came up with MD3. Got it. So, like I said, every. Every time I did something, it was it 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 was to boost me more as a producer and a remixer and less as an artist. 
So I just all my all my pseudos and all my alter egos just <laughs> basically what it, it it turned out to be all you know saying all my alter ego stuff. And and you did an album in which you attempted to sort of bring all those alter exactly. egos and aliases together. Talk talk about the the album. Well, I did two. One I did back in ninety something, which was with Desire Records in the UK, and then this last one, which I did with my manager and my partner Mark Potts. He's uh, out of uh, England, chef there, and uh, I just basically wanted to put together so people that so people would understand. You know, my house, which is what I named it, my house, all angles. So if you're looking into my house, which is the house music, of course, I'm giving you, I'm giving you like everything, the acid stuff I did, the funky stuff I did, the jazzy stuff I did, the sample stuff I did, you know, so it was me coming from basically from, from all angles, just giving you a little bit of everything. It was the gumbo, you know? I love that. I love that. It, it was a gumbo. I'm sure all of us in the vintage house crew love gumbo. Um, and, and so musical gumbo is even more delicious. Uh, yeah. My house from all angles, if you haven't heard it, you haven't tracked it, you must get it. Mike, we, we started with this discussion and we kind of just jumped right in, but, but take us back. Let's get to the origin, the beginnings of, of Mike Dunn as a house DJ, remixer, producer, artist. Hold on, y'all. I'm going to plug my phone up so it don't die on us that I get out of here. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, Kev, repeat that one more time for me. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. y'all. Absolutely. We we sort of jumped right in and we got into um, the aliases and um, the coming together of that great album, um, House from All Angles, but wanted to start from the beginning a little bit and understand some of the origins of you and house music. Um, I've heard that there's this one disco song that really set things off in, in your heart um, in, in terms of pursuing house music? Well, it was it was it was it wasn't house yet. And and we were all into the you know, the, the MTV the Michael Jackson was the only person we really saw like us on TV. Yeah. And uh, so that's really all we had to, that's all we had to go on at that time. But I lived in Inglewood. I moved with my grandma because my uncle had passed and she was staying by herself. So I elected to move with my grandma to, you know, so she wouldn't be with herself. That's how I ended up in Inglewood. Okay. And, uh, Right around the corner for me, Tyrese stayed. And then, uh, oh, 
okay, hold on. I'm zooming something. I'm going to touch something. It looks like the screen is dimming out or doing something crazy. Hold on. Oh, hold we, on. Let me fix this. Okay. We, we yeah. got to so, clear on this end. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was it was tilted a little bit over here. So, uh, yeah, going back. And then I had another friend that stayed on Marquette Road, which was a right, right off Marquette and Ashland, which was Todd and his brother and my other friend Melvin, they whose family owned the building we stayed in, but they lived on the first floor. Mm -hmm. His brother, his big brother, Lynn, and and uh, Todd's brother, which was John, they used to go see Frankie all the time at the at the original warehouse on 206. So, but I knew nothing about that as you know, as you, you, you know, I just, every time I came over to Todd's house, John was playing a CD from Frank. So I didn't know it was Frank at the time, of course, but he was playing these, he playing this mix. And it, it seemed like every time I came over there, this one song was playing, which was, is it all over my face? What what year time frame was this? This was like 81, maybe 81, 82, possibly. Like, yeah. you know, so. Were you in high school yourself? Right, or? right, right, right. You were going, you know. This one was going to all the high school parties. I was going from, you know, to the to the Cadillac ladies, the Lords. Longwood. To, yeah, long, yeah, yeah, you know, because I had friends around the corner that that girls that went to, you know, went to Lords out west. Yeah. And then Cadillac lady, my friend up under me, he went to St. Rita. So I was able to go to all those parties and things that scored, you know, I my mama was real strict on me and oh you can't no so I had to get out. But <laughs> you know, back to the question was kept playing the record and the record used to get on my nerves. I was like, what is wrong with her? She sounds like she's drunk or something. <laughs> You know, when you first, you know, you hit Michael Jackson. I was Michael Jackson for daddy. You know, I thought I was Michael Jackson for Christmas. The Forever Michael album was under the tree for me because that's where I was like, Love it. I need that, you know, like, it's they did, Michael, Mike. So I thought that was me, you know, the same name the whole time. So when I heard Your name's fake, was rocking it out. Right. So when I heard us singing, I was like, oh my God, she sounds drunk or high or something. Or, but the song grew on me and it kept. Just next thing you, of course, you, we're all music people. So, of course, you know how to keep hearing the song over and over. Eventually, you start singing a song that you didn't even like and you find yourself just not like, I don't even like. Why am I singing this song? Yeah, but don't you think, uh, is it all... 
Mike, don't you think, is it all over uh, my face? I think everybody had that reaction when you first heard, is it all over my face? It's like, is she real? Is this, is this a joke? Like, cause she can't sing, but there was something like really catchy about it. And the more you heard it, the more it kind of grew on you. And it kind of became a house anthem, you know? It still is today. It still is. Sorry, look, I, I mean, it was like when I, when I finally got experienced that song in a club. Oh, Lord, yeah. It changed my whole mindset about that. Yeah. Because you hearing it just coming over somebody's house, you're young, you've never heard it before. You like, man, what is, you know, I, you know, saying like I say, I was a, I was a big Michael Jackson fan. So, you know, so that was, for me hearing that, I was like, but I was like, what is this? <laughs> it's a part of history that I cannot, right? not. I know it gets off today, but no, he gets off today. But Leonard Roy was the one that introduced me to a lot of the stuff because I used to be a dancer and I used to go to the loop. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I used to go to the ring zone. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to the ring zone yeah. and get checked home all the time because we were supposed to be That's a whole other story. We ain't supposed to be that. <laughs> hey, 65th, 65th and Sangamon, okay? That's where I was. Welcome, Inglewood. Oh, oh. Kershaw, Kershaw Elementary. What's up? Yeah. So, so, you understand, Lord? Yes, of course. No, no, no. So, we would get chased all the time. We had a crew named Boston. Because when I first won the parties in 81, 81, 82, going to the playground. My favorite dance crew that I wanted to be was a spy guy. Jackie and them were just, you know, they used to blow my mind. They had the big boots on and the long black jackets. They come in the club and do it. <laughs> you know, Farley or Jesse, you know what I'm saying? When Farley or Jesse put on spies, they would go. You know, back in the, I mean, they don't have that now. I mean, when it was American boys, American girls, yeah, you know, I could go on. You know, that's, you know, what? Like that. What was the name? How did you guys come up with Bostitch? Huh? How did you guys come up with Bostitch as the, the name of your group? We love that song. Okay. Bostitch was another song that. With bananas, like, like, I would say kids now, and I say kids, been partying 10 years, 15 years, they don't get that experience. You know, they're getting the, they're, you know what I'm saying, they're getting the watered down replay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you have those days, I would ask them how old they are and, you know, like, and I used to you know it's like everybody snuck in the pop everybody snuck in the pop everybody no no <laughs> <laughs> no no you're not speaking it anyway 
Either somebody brought you in there, or you that had, you know what I'm saying, that had props, either Big Bonzel or them at the door or something like that. You wasn't sneaking, you wasn't sneaking in nobody. So stop it. So (laughs) that's another whole story. Like I said, but you know, just hearing those songs, when you heard them when they first came out, when you went to Lori can test this. When you went to the record store, when you went to airports, or you went to Loop, and you and you touched that record, you like heard that record, and you, and they called you and said that the record was in. <laughs> you ran down there and hung it up, or they sold out. <laughs> oh my gosh, those are good. I know. I remember this. You know, and you go down there and you would just, I mean, it's just different now. I talk to Hugo H a lot and I tell him, I said, man, now you can, you know what I'm saying? You can shop in your drawers now. You know know what I'm saying? You can send your house just in a, it's so easy. Digging in the crates was a beautiful experience. I know I'm I'm rambling, but that broke up the community of us getting together, talking, what you planned, what you planned. Such and such played this last night. The crowd went crazy. Such and such played that. This was a time when we were all behind record. You know, we were, we were, now it's a it's an individuality sport now. Mm-hmm. It used to be a collective thing where we all got together wow. and we all either 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 Saturday morning or Friday night. We were all at the store, yeah, passing each other, or we coming in, somebody coming out, or this or this. Standing in front of gramophone, or we doing this in front of airports, or we talk, you know, it was just, it was, it's like, and then it's like, I feel like people don't know how to break records. It's like you play a record for a week or two and, and it's gone. No shelf life. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of great, it's a lot of great records out. It's a lot of great records out there, but the community of us with that camaraderie, you know, we, I mean, we're DJ. So of course we want to be the best at what we do, but it's, but we still, we, we, we still had a togetherness of, okay, we're all going to go here such a place. Can you talk a little bit about um, that community that sort of brought you up through this genre to where you are today? Who were some of the the biggest inspirations for you? And and you dropped some names earlier, so you can say them again. Give them their props. Because I was a Farley fan. When I first, you know, you go to high school, you got your Sony Walkman. <laughs> Hopefully, they gave you lunch at 
12 o'clock. Don't be your lunch at 12 o'clock. I remind you, what, what high school? What high school did you go to? Gustav. Gustav of Ohio. Okay. Which was uh, the Panthers, baby. So I grew up in Robert So, but like I said, I'm, we moved on. You know, we we got we you know we got kicked out of a lot of places. So we were <laughs> <laughs> so other folks came came out of the Sabo in the house scene with you that inspired you. That came, you know, like there's a lot of. DJs that came out of the do, let's say I was one of the first that really started DJing and everybody was looking like, man, what you doing? My man Gino, Bad Tree, he used to be, uh, you know, that was my big bro, is my big bro. And, uh, you know, he saw me DJing and my mic, man, what you doing? Because I had, when it was soccer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was there to talk out, yo, and he like, man, what you doing? Man? So it's like me, Tyree, Hugo. That was the three amigos. We always were together. We always practiced. That's when you went over people's house and practice. That's when you went over, you know, you just DJ all day and all night. Couldn't wait to get out of school and do your homework so you can go DJ. And practice, and that's all we would do all day, all night. You know, either equipment would be over my friend's house, Pernod, or it would be at Tyree's house. You know, uh, uh, me and Ty used to cut school. Uh, we have, we were in college, and we hardly ever went. Uh, we just, that's a DJ story. <laughs> that's a DJ story. I took eight years to get through college because I hardly ever went. <laughs> Right, the right, 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 Okay, can I, okay. I, can I maybe I, I should turn my value back. No, it did not go here, y'all. Well, yeah. Okay, I muted everybody. Yeah. Okay. We, Mike, his phone might have died. He was going down some incredible paths of uh, the music. The people, life at DuSable, his inspiration. Sounds like Tyree Cooper is actually a future guest for Vintage House. We will have to get him on. Um, can you hear me? Uh, can I? Can I? Yeah, well, I can hear you. Can I, yeah, let me read something about Mike Dunn while while he's getting unstuck. So look, I, I, I hate to keep promoting the books, but he is going to be our guest next week. Um, do you remember House, Michael Salkine, and he did such an amazing job. He, along with Jesse Saunders, book number two, got to get it while it's hot. Um, but here's what he said about, you know, he mentions Mike several times in the book, but I, I like this because Mike was just starting to allude to kind of that second wave 
of people in the late 80s and people who said they were at one scene but really were a part of another scene. And so I said, this is uh, according to Mike, DJ Mike Dunn, who was building a name for himself, this was around 1989, in the city at, at, at the time, parties at the Bismarck were a critical access point for young black dancers in the city. Most people will go back and talk about Frankie Knuckles and Ron Hardy, but the Bismarck with Lil Lewis was where a lot of people started to party. Mike goes on to remark upon ways that straight teens who came into the house scene during the mid-1980s would situate their participation with respect to the music box power plant and the warehouse to convey a connection to the roots of that culture, but they probably never went to any of those venues. True. Look, hey, welcome hey, back. Hey, 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 hey. We were just, I, I was just commenting. That's all right, baby. I was commenting on uh, Micah's book. I know you probably have a copy of it. Um, if you don't, yeah. I'll send you one. Um, I, I have like a, a, a box of them, you know. I was like, I always like try to like pass them out as Christmas because I just love these. I love DJ books. You know, I bought a bunch of Jesses too. But anyway, he was talking about the same thing that you mentioned, that people really were situated at the Bismarck where they were really hearing Lil Lewis and folks like that. And But they want to say that they were hearing Frankie Knuckles and Ron Hardy, but really where they were coming out was places like at the Bismarck um, and, and um, those other venues, yeah. which were equally important, but we don't talk about them. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because, you know, the Bismarck had you know, Lewis had his run that was that was huge. You know what I'm saying? Bismarck was a staple party. It was it was something that everybody was looking forward to. But then you know, you had the racquetball club and you know you know, you had the Mendel, you had the you know what I'm saying, you had a few parties. I mean, if you were in it, you know. You know, you had a few parties, then you had Leo, then you had, you know, you had a few at De La Salle, you had, it was, we were partying wherever we could party, you know, and, you know, that was the thing, especially back when we were in high school, the thing was to go to those, you know, to go to those private school parties, you could get in there, you know? <laughs> You know, because we thought all of it. We, uh, that's great. We have very fond memories of those. Um, and you dropped a, a lot of gems on us with uh, regard to some of those parties and the experiences, right, of going. You even referred to the term sock hop. That is right. like who, who even understands in today's generation that expression now it was it was a different time um Man. what what about that time again made you uh sort of evolve into making records there is a record that is in the man i i don't know how if there was a house music hall of fame today dance you mother would be <laughs> an, an epitome song of that whole experience. Can you talk about right. what that well, journey was like? Dance Your Mother was a track 
Okay, when I was moved my grandma in Inglewood, I started, I met a friend, rest in peace, passed away, King George, George Seymour. And George had the equipment, but he couldn't DJ, which means he couldn't mix two records. So George was a DJ that put on a record, let it fade out, put on another record, fade out. And I could DJ, and he was doing Ogden Park. So he basically brought me on to be his DJ for the kids when we did the parties at Ogden Park. Ogden Park stopped doing the party, and we started up at St. Steve, which we called the courtyard. And the courtyard was something we did every week for the kids in the day. You know, that couldn't go out, that couldn't go, you know, to a downtown club. We didn't have money to go to that. One old enough or, you know what I'm saying, what, ha what happened. So Dance Mother was a track that I did. And the original track is really, excuse my French, is Dance Motherfucker. But I cut it off. So, dance your mother, it was really going, dance, motherfucker, dance, 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 motherfucker, dance, 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 motherfucker, dance, 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 dance you motherfucker, dance. But that was a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, good, good thing we're not in the studio right now because we'd be dunk, 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 dunk. We can't do that. Right. But hey, let's see, we're on Facebook. Right. So, <laughs> it ended up being danced, you mother, you mother, you mother, 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 damn, you mother. So, I basically chopped it off so that I could play it because we were at St. Stephen. That was <laughs> church. Can't <laughs> play that in style. <laughs> like, no, 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 like, can't play that bird. Uh, so, it got chopped. It got chopped down. And I was just playing, playing, and playing. I had no... My thing wasn't putting records out. I was just doing track. That's what I, that's what I always did as a DJ. I made tracks to play at the party so that I could be different from another DJ. And then... Uh, Bam Bam called up to KKC to find out who made that record. And Tyree was up there and got in touch with Tyree. And Tyree was like, man, Bam Bam, uh, what's what, uh, my man put that record out? Straight up? Yeah, 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 yeah. At that time, me and Tyree were doing High Society, which was the old, what was the name of that? Uh, the high society was the it's the police station now up there on uh, Halstead in 77 77th and Halstead and Sam Sam Chapman owned the club because Sam had bought it and named it What's Poppin but at first it was you know it was the high society and it was another famous name before that but you know that's that's where that record was based. 
We lost them again. Yeah, I should have put on Do Not Disturb and all that. So, yeah, so Dance Your Mama was just a track, and a big brother, now trying to get me, and Tyree was like, No, nah, man, that's my boy, man. No, nah, you can't. <laughs> so, I reckon all the way out with somebody else. Sorry, boy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna share a little something for our audience here. It is again, you're tuned into the Vinter Cow Show with uh, tonight's guest, Mike Dunn, Dunn Rough Entertainment, and the chosen few DJs. He's representing uh, well tonight. He's in his studio. We actually disturbed him from some master lab work that he was doing. No, 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 no. Okay, now let me explain. Okay. I'm using the I'm still using that email, but it's blackball music now. Oh. Dunruff Dunruff Entertainment was the hip hop one. Thank you for correcting. Right. So Dunruff was on my mom. Okay. So and my favorite producer so I named that company after my favorite producer, which was Dr. Dre, Dumb Rough Entertainment, D-R-E. So, little, little, you know, just drop the spoiler, little stuff for you that you may have not known. So when I did the deal with Bad Boy and Puff, I started Dumb Rough Entertainment. And I wanted to Merged my name with Dr. Dre's name. And that's how I came up with Dumb Rough Entertainment. The three letters of Dumb Rough Entertainment spell out great. Nice. And so I don't know if you can see the screen right now. Here's a throwback to Mike Dunn, the young, younger Mike Dunn, just a few years ago. Uh, uh, <laughs> just a lot of people. <laughs> That's the, hey, look, my mom had that picture on her wall for years just by folding up. <laughs> and then there were a couple of other uh, monumental songs in your discography that I wanted to um, make sure everyone watching knew about Magic Feet. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. Magic Feet was never on tracks record. That was bootleg, bogus, uh, and Rachel stuff right there. That was not an official, like, done release. Duly noted. We'll remove yeah. that image. And the Westbrook joint, yeah, that's so let it be house, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. First day of this groove is said to make you move and you love it. So earlier you talked about community, Mike. Here's you and um, some of your community. Talk about what these people mean to you. you can you see these? Okay, so the Chosen Few Brothers, is, let me begin with that. Like, and then I'll work my way saving the best for that. The Chosen Few Brothers was, I was friends with all of them from 
before I even became a chosen human. So it was, you know, I was, my plan was never to get into the chosen few. You know, it just happened organically with Wayne, me doing my Tuesday night at Reynolds and Wayne, I would always have him come and guess and things like that. And Wayne, you know, Wayne was like, bro, hey, you know, and I mean, this went on for like three years before I was, they even, you know, put me in. So, you know, I, I was doing the, you know, I was doing the early nine o'clock in the morning set. <laughs> you know, and hopefully somebody's me. But all of my brothers, you know, eight, you know what I'm saying, Terry, and, and and Wayne, Wayne, go back to Wayne all the way to the job days, you know, and Jesse, of course, Andre, Andre was like, and still is like my, it goes straight, and then Andre, Andre is my favorite DJ, every birthday party I ever had at the warehouse, Andre was DJ, because I'm, you know, when Andre was, when Andre, Andre, <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, it's pretty yeah, special. He was my my favorite DJ for a long time too, a long time. We came up together. He was like my little brother, and I was like, this dude, when he's on fire, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to come for that. Man, man, nobody likes Drake. So Drake was always in every birthday that I ever had at the warehouse. And mm -hmm. because he was my favorite, he, he was my favorite DJ. And then, you know, I met Alan, you know, years and years after. But Jesse, Wayne, Terry, Tony, uh, who, who am I forgetting? Dre. Yeah. Right. All of those, those are my brothers, they've been my brothers for as almost as long as I've been doing music. Now, the other picture I think I I because it's off the screen. The other picture I think I saw Chauncey in there. I saw Chauncey Alexander. And Chauncey just the most genuine was brother you ever 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 gonna meet like his heart is like that bro man that bro didn't you know i can say trust me you know i i think that's is that t or is that greg winfield yeah yeah t terry and paul johnson and and paul you know, I've known PJ from the Mondo days. We had music records and we had warehouse records. So nice. Uh, it was knowing, knowing, you know what I'm saying, knowing Paul for the accident. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and uh, you got nothing else to say about that picture. <laughs> Going over to the, the main picture, which was me and 
us and then we never even get a copy of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, All the time. Right. You know, like, man, what's going on? Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to look, and you want to stop taking, can't take free pictures and not sit beat on them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but that was the last time wasn't the last time we seen each other, but like I wanted to I knew Frank was sick I didn't know the severity of his sick. And we were doing a thing out in Cal Park. No, Cal, no, Country Club Hill. At the venue where they do the concerts and stuff. And uh, me and Belgie were doing this party. And he was like, who would you like to spend with for the party? Gotta be Frank. I never spoke with Frank. I got to spend, you know, not thinking that that would happen, but I just wanted to because of that. And we ended up getting Frank, talked to Frederick, you know, Fr Fr uh, Frank was like, talk to Frederick, and he'll make everything happen. So we talk, I always, the Frank was saying when I used to do that, why do you do that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and that was, hey, I was, I cried like, I cried like a nursery full of baby. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? When, you know what I'm saying? When I got that call, it, it was, It wasn't registering because here, here are three things that was going to happen. He was doing his birthday party. He was really sick then. And he really wasn't going to be able to make it to his birthday party. But because he loved his crowd, he got up 
out the bed, went down to the smart bar, really sick. He got a little better, and he went to, he went to Miami, which wasn't advised. He went to Miami for the WMC. From Miami, he left and went England, played ministry. Came back home. Then him and Craig were supposed to come down to peak. Craig was telling me that he was going to surprise me, come down the rim. He's going to make a surprise. Like, come down to Reynolds and see me. He, he never made it. You know, he was trying to get a little rest and he never woke up. So, yeah, but that picture right there, that, you know, the picture is blown up. Like, if you look at my DJ mixer, I got a DJ scan of Frank. And, you know, I even got a sound. I got a sound. I got a sound uh, baffle built for my studio. Just one second. Hold on, y'all. Just uh, talk a little second. I'm finna go get Like, talk amongst yourself. But we have a lot of comment. A lot of people were there at that party. I think. Uh, you know, Reginald was saying he was at the Smart Bar where he got an autograph. You know, Ron Hardy's showing up for us. What's up, Ron? Uh, what's up, uh, J.R. Jordan? What's up? Craig Lodge is hanging in there. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to tour us over to that spot on the wall. Where yeah, so I haven't put it out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Crazy. That's pretty awesome. It's yeah, so you know, this this was my sound thing that was supposed to go over here. So that I always see Frank when I you know I'm in the studio. Ah, yeah. Hey Mike. Mike, I have a question for you. Uh yes. Frank and Knuckles seem to be everybody's favorite person. What what do you think made him so special for you? He is genuine. Mm -hmm. Frankie loved you. He loved you. Frankie didn't like you. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, oh, no, this, this, no. Yeah, Wayne Williams was with him before he went to London. <laughs> yeah, there are a number of people uh, tuned in tonight that were at the Winter Music Conference mm -hmm. uh, that year. Um, similarly, I wanted to ask, um, besides a, a DJ that has heavily influenced you, there's, um, there's an artist that seems to have been uh, a significant influence, particularly over the music and some of the tracks that you've created. Can you talk about your 
love and appreciation of James Brown. That's the Godfather, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, when I when I was 14, 12, 12, 14, I was just all in the James Brown, the P-Funk All-Stars, George Clinton, the whole line like that because my, my mother's friend's son was older than me. He was like 17, 18, something like that. He took me, to, this is when George Clinton came to the F. <laughs> and he took me that was the first concert I had ever been he took me to that concert and as a kid like you see the mothership laying on the stage with this <laughs> you like what is that all you you know I was like sitting there looking like yeah. Hearing the music in the concert and everybody going crazy and just you know, I was I've been involved in a lot of things. I don't say much, but hey, I mean James Brown was come on, man. It's I because my mom was my dad was into rock jazz. Yeah. Uh, favorite group was Temptations, uh, things of that sort. So it was a battle in the house. My dad liked Temptations, my mom liked Fourth Top. You know what I'm saying? It's like my dad, like, so for me, I got that music and that love and that disco stuff from my mom because that's all she. Used to take me to the record store with her every time she would go record shop. Remember any of those stores? Yeah, it was only one. It was, and I'm back in the area again. It's under it, the, the the I took pictures of it just in case they tear it down or something else. But it's right up under the L on 43rd, right across from what it was name. But it was right up under the L tracks under 43rd. And uh right before King Drive. So she took me to that record store and it had another store had a called Style Town. You go get your firm and your way, <laughs> your finger way. And your 12 inch and your 7 inch. <laughs> it is. So but my mom would take the dance. She would always ask the lady. Like the lady would, she was like, "What's new?" Lady would bring out like this, this. You know how it used to be, like. And she would put the forty fives on. My mom would like that long version of that, and you know, like back before they were called twelve inches, they they were called long version. And disco oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The disco <laughs> version. I still call stuff the disco version. She played the disco right. version. Right. 
And it had like an extended break and extended right. intro. Right. That ain't the word the knock on wood. Knock on wood. Oh, what a great summer. That was the same summer, like summer of 79, right? Right. Right. That was so great. My mom was, my mom was getting all those type of right. So it, it was, you know, for me, when I decided I wanted to become a thief, it was just, it was easy. My dad lost a whole collection and we had got put out of somewhere and all the records were still in the house. I couldn't get in the house to get the records out. But if I would have got, if I would have kept a hold of my dad's collection, mom's collection, I would Lord, I would have had some, some very rare doing, you know, because I could just remember, you know, I was a as a kid, I was a fanatic. So I used to, I used to wait for them to bring the Ivy Brother records home so that I could write all the lyrics out and give them to a girl, play like I wrote them. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Hey, anything to win the heart. Right, right. So that's how I learned how write songs. Oh wow! That's that's how I learn about who was playing on it, you know, who was the drummer, who was the bass player, who was the, you know, it was more of who are the musicians in the group as well as, you know. The days when when music had liner notes and right. album art and all those things that drew you in. Once, once the music pulled you yeah. in, right? Right. You wanted to learn no, more you about be sitting up there. You be sitting up listening to your album. Right. Breathe. You stay all night with the album, especially if it had the lyrics right. to all the songs. That, that's, that's your night right there. We're going to learn all right. the lyrics to all the songs. Right. Come on now. Because you had to. You had to be. That's you right. to be the cool person that don't all the you know all the lyrics? <laughs> got, got major props. You was just playing over and over and over and over. Like that dear Michael, that forever Michael album. Yes. Oh, yeah. You, I you, can recite that. I was gonna album. ask you. Still to this day, I still recite. Like that was that's the only record I want for Christmas. Christmas. It was like, I don't care about anything. I just, I want, <laughs> and the flow on, and the white water. Oh. That was you, a bad album. Did you ever? Man, I, that, was, that was an album that didn't get that crazy notoriety, but it was a bad album. Bad Yep, shouting out Parliament albums for, for sure. I mean, Ohio, Ohio. Man, the when you open that cover, right? It's spectacular. They all raised up. 
Uh, how about Bootsy with the glasses? Put the Bootsy one right. where you get the glasses, you can cut them out. <laughs> oh, don't get Steve. Steve making him my script tuned in. Don't get him started on it. He's we, like, we, we are telling we make. We are telling. We are speaking something that we got to bring it back. A lot of people that wouldn't understand that. This is before. This is what prepped us to be kind of DJs we are. It, 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 you know, it, it's, it's not about it's not about because I hear it a lot and I've been hearing it a lot for the last year. Oh, I could bring oh, I could bring I could bring that doesn't make you a great DJ. What Frank had, what Ronnie had, was connection. You know, connection. And his crowd, their crowd, felt like they knew them. Like, he's playing that for me. I know he's playing that for me because that's my favorite song, and he knows that's my. Favorite. And he's you know, what I'm saying it's 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 that. You know, when you play for yourself and force things, you know, what I'm saying, and a DJ has to be a a great program. You know, it's like speak on it. It, it, it's a lot that goes into, you know, as I always say, all legends, all the this. People, I mean, like Glory, like, you know, they'll look at Glory and don't even know, like, who's Glory Grant? Like, if you gotta ask that. <laughs> <laughs> If you have to ask that. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Mike Don. That means a lot coming from you, love. Thank man, you. you. Come on, man. And it was like you, Chris. Uh, oh, no. It was you, Chris. Celeste and Chris. <laughs> huh? Celeste? Celeste. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. You, what? And, and we're honored tonight because you're here and along with you, some uh -huh. other legendary DJs have, have tuned in. Um, and I must give a special shout out and uh, appreciation to Terry Hunter, who made sure you and I got connected for tonight's show. So I, I uh -huh. definitely appreciate you, Terry, for that. Uh, Vince Adams, who's doing a great uh, show as well on uh, his profiles. Vince Adams joins us tonight. Wayne Williams, Stephen so, Maestro, Darlene, Lady Biggity, Big Bro, Wayne, Building. Um, Those are few, baby. Festival's coming out. Yeah. And the little bro in the building, too. 
Hold on, you know what I'm saying? Let me put a little more light in the room. Look like my face is dark. So we <laughs> we know that you've been in the lab and you were grinding, um, and we are super honored that you decided to uh, spend some time with the Vintage House family. Um, we are doing this for uh, our love and interest in seeing the culture continue to grow and, and expand the love, peace, and unity uh, that is house music. And um, we also do it because we know that there will be a time where uh, this music will be studied. The lifestyle, the experience, the artists, the DJs, like yourself, Mike, and, and others will be studied. And so, uh, Warren Lowry up there has been... Uh, yeah, where's Lauren? I mean, Lauren has one day. I, I, I said, Lauren, she's just like this. <laughs> she's just taking it all in. She's, she's like she like a student. You know, Lauren's our, Lauren's our smart, the smart person in the crew. She's our star. She's taking it all. She's like a sponge. She's just taking it all in. Trust me, nothing gets past her. Lauren said, like, you know what I'm the fourth person in the car is just. She, that's right. And everybody talking, they ain't like, man, uh, and you all right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and, I'm just, so, I'm just listening y'all. I was muted. I was muted because. Because uh, you get, there's some feedback. There's some feedback. There's feedback. Oh. But, uh. You know, oh, yeah. I'm just so happy oh, yeah. that Lori and Kevin are, are able to, uh, you know, talk about you and your legacy, talk about uh, what's going to happen with the Chosen Few and on the 4th of July. We're so thankful that you all are having a virtual event and just we're just really happy to have you on to, to talk about sort of the history and then, of course, the future of music. So we, we appreciate you. Mike. Thank you so much for being here. Mute me back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Uh, finally, be hearing your voice, first of all. <laughs> and uh, secondly, yeah, I mean, we uh, fellas getting everything together, been looking at a couple spots, and uh, we haven't quite made a decision yet. <laughs> it's getting close. But uh, hopefully... I mean, I know we won't be able to pull it off. Um, it's, it's, we would rather be in Jackson Park, but we understand, you know, what's going on in our world today. So, you know, we just hope that everybody else does. And, you know, hopefully we get through this and they find a cure. And, and, they will. And they will. You know, we're going to be on the other right. side of this thing. We just, right. you, Illinois is doing pretty well. You know, right. compared to the other states, we might be able to, you know, do some stuff by the end of the summer. So I don't count it out just yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been doing, we've been doing, as you said, well, we've been doing good, but I still think that we, we haven't hit that second yet. And if right. we do something too eagerly, right, it could set us back and then really be jacked up. I agree. I agree. That's what happened in 1918. It was the second wave. They got everybody. Right. 
Right. Yeah, we gotta yeah. be careful. And and if I hear one more person say what happened to Corona, I'm just gonna tell you to read the newspaper. It's not gone away. It was eclipsed by the riots, but now we're seeing a bunch of those people coming up positive. So it's not gone away yet, people. No, 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 no. And it, it's you know, and as long as people still doing crazy stuff, like here's the thing. I mean, we could be as a state good. Mm-hmm. And then some a couple people fly in from somewhere else. Right. Boom. You know, standing. Here it goes again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, how can you? <laughs> uh, I could, you know. It's a mess. Yeah. I'm a homebody person anyway. So, Corona thing really didn't mess with me as much psychologically. What did was just losing all of my income at one time. Which was all my European did like that. And just, you know, and that goes with Terry as well, and probably and the rest of the guys who make their living in Europe more so than at home. You know, know, we we, so having all of our whole summer, I mean, because make the money in the summer to get us through the winter to get back out in the summer. And we just completely, you know, mm-hmm. white. I mean, like, not trying to talk big or put my business out there, but lost close to 30 grand worth of gig. It's gone. You know what I'm saying? And Talk, talk about you know what I'm saying? the clubs. The music, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no clubs here where you can make it on. What about royalty? You know what I'm saying? So I get a few people that cash out me, but. Yeah. <laughs> talk talk about know, the royalties you know, on the music, Mike. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? $60. Not, <laughs> not closing the gap. Right. Those performances are you the lives of it. But I appreciate everybody that's. You know, like me and Chief, we do our live streams, and Alan does his live streams, Sean Logan does hers, and I appreciate everybody that's... I mean, we still have to... Because now, what we're doing is we're planting seeds. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Or what's about to come. Right. Don't wait till this thing is over with, and then try to get back out there and then pick, no. pick up what you left off. <laughs> opportunity and hey first of all I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that you lost that amount of money that is painful for me to hear i know it's painful for you to experience but that's that's wrong i'm just trying to figure out what's the silver lining and and you know some some of the uh i think some of the live streaming is is really good because it is introducing people to this genre who may not have ever participated i know that i'm getting a lot of interest from people I know for a fact we're not coming out to anybody's parties. Right. Suddenly they're being exposed. They're like, I kind of like this house music. Right. And another thing that now people can't complain. Right. The, 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 the feel 
is level now. Right. Now, now you see what you're really made of. That's right. <laughs> That's you true. Know, you can't blame nobody no more. You can't, oh, yeah. Y'all always going over there. Yeah. 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 I can back that. Yeah. You didn't put me on. You put yourself on right. now. Right. So, right. it's up to you. It's up to you to what, mm -hmm. what you make out of the pitch. Mm -hmm. Because the playing field is the playing field is level. Completely. So it's flat. Right. <laughs> right. So you can't you you what are you gonna blame now? The internet or Facebook kicked off or it, uh that, that, right. I would have I, I come on now. Yeah. I mean everybody everybody has the same you know what I'm saying, everybody's at the same starting line. You can't say, oh, yeah, he's doing it 20 years for me. That's why I'm doing it. No, we, everybody right. is starting this race together at the same place at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So it's who, who's going, you know what I'm saying? Like, how much work you going to put in to, you know what I'm saying? The branding, the branding yourself. That's the part that a lot mm -hmm. of DJs miss, the branding. Right, right. The branding, that that is important. What 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 are you doing to brand yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, like just saying, oh yeah, check me out, I'm gonna be on. You know, That's I, I think I, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I was just gonna ask if you could put the Walter Phillips quote up. I love that that quote. Um, one, he's encouraging health and wellness, but that's right. That's that's one hundred percent, Walter. I completely agree. And you know, you plant seeds in different ways, and and I know you know this very well, Mike. But it's not just it's not just throwing up a live feed. It's supporting other DJs. It's attending their things. It's making comments. It's making contributions. It's showing up for other people. Then they show up for you. It's, it's, it's got to be a two-way street. You don't just build a crowd because you're fabulous. You build a crowd because people like you, and they want to hear you, and they want to be with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think I, you know, my people that faithfully follow me, they, you know what I'm saying, they know that, they understand that, they get that, you know? Mm -hmm. And my, you know what I'm saying, my live stream thing is just about music. I talk to them. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? I, I, you know what I'm saying? I give them food for thought. I ain't just sitting up there playing music. You know what I'm saying? I got to get in your ears. I got to get in your heart. I gotta, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I got to I gotta make you think about something. When you get off of, you know what I'm saying? When I get off my stream, I, I you know, you know, if you well, I took them down now because which you know what I'm saying jabbing out now, but I took mm -hmm. down, I took down all my screen, but you to see everything that's going on, you know what I'm saying? I take I prepare. I just don't turn on my camera, mm -hmm. turn on the decks and start mix. I prepare for the week of what I'm gonna do Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I just don't get on there and just, you know, it's you, it, what sets you apart 
You know what I'm saying? And that's what, because everybody doing it, and it ain't, it's not, you know, it's only 24 hours in a day. Right. And, you know, but there's millions of people. What sets you apart? What? Why? I come. Spend two or three hours watching you DJ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's, that's my mindset. Right, that's right. I think. I think like people think first. Then I think like a DJ. Like, right. Why, why they gonna come? Well, okay, I'm okay. Well, I'm gonna do okay. Okay. Every week I'm doing something. You might not see it, but every week I'm doing something to better my strength. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I'm not like just got my camera on and I'm, I'm constantly looking at different things and a lot of things that fit. I know I'm talking, but this, this, is, this is something else that out of this pandemic has brought to us mm -hmm. we know you know what I'm saying we know more about streaming Absolutely. we know more about OBS software we know more about you know We're learning a lot for me you know what I'm saying yes. for me I didn't learn color grading I didn't learn LUT I didn't learn camera settings I didn't learn I you know it, it's a whole nother it's a whole nother thing that I wouldn't yeah. even put the time to. It, it's about elevation. Look at it, if right. this wouldn't happen. So those are the things that I take out of. Absolutely. It good. And yeah. another thing of, because I tell this to him, I talk to, me and Terry talk a lot, and I talk to him about this. Another thing that came out of good, we lost the money. Okay, cool. That's cool. That can, you can get that back. What you can't get back is your health. And we're always constantly on the go, on the plane, off, on the plane, off the plane, in the car, driving this plane, off the car, in the, in the, in the, in the. this, I look at this as a blessing to sit us down because we wouldn't have never sat down. You know, we would have kept going. As long as the money's down, we're going to go keep chasing. But this was a thing now that just, you know, set us down so we can get our bodies and stuff back and get the rest that we really need. Because we've been traveling so long, so many years that, you know, you don't, you don't, I can feel a change in my body. You know what I'm saying? I can feel when I walk through the airport and I, I yeah, you know, Terry said, took the words right out of my mouth. Okay. Well. Talk about like, you know, I, I, eat, eat. Yeah. you know, we wouldn't, it was times that me and Terry was on the plane and we'd be like, looking at each other like, man, 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 you know what I'm saying? We ain't saying nothing to each other, man. <laughs> man, man, man. Because we know that we just punishing ourselves. We get 
take off the plane. We we in the airport. We in the airport three hours before we supposed to fly. Fly another eight hours. Get off that plane. Wait two hours or three hours for a connected flight. Get on that flight. Fly another two and a half hours. Get off that flight. Wait for somebody to pick us up. Drive out two and a half now. European two hours is European two hours. That ain't fucking no traffic, like <laughs> man. I'm only that's like we've been driving two hours, man. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. Then we get off there. Then we gotta go hurry up. Try to grab some a little something to eat. Get to the hotel. Try to fall asleep. Get up. Go through sound check. Come back to the have dinner. Leave dinner. Go back to the party. Get fun. And turn around it. Back. Bang. You must really love it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got like, to love it for that lifestyle. That's right. You know, you know Yo, You only live once. Right. What do you think of that you philosophy? Right. You know, when we were young, that was cool. As we get older, it, 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 it's like, uh, yeah, we got to talk uh, to all the 40, 50 plus world traveling DJs, see if they still love it. So speaking really, of, I uh, mean, and we still, I mean, we still love it, but yeah. we also still have a family that we got to take care of and provide yeah, for. Yeah. And, you know, if we stop that, it's, you know, it's, so mm -hmm. it, you know what I'm saying, it looks all good. You know what I'm saying? When people see us all on, over there or doing stuff, it looks good on video. The process of getting there mm -hmm. is what they don't see. Right. And right. that's what we should be documenting. Yeah, it's work. The process of us getting, not the process of the people seeing, because what they're seeing is not the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So they only see that part. Oh yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to get over that. the part that is the most taxing. I said we get paid to sit on that plane and travel. We ain't right. really getting paid to go these. Yeah, we get paid, paid to show travel. That's you know right. That's what we're getting paid for is that travel. You know because. You know, we only spending two hours. <laughs> we spend more time the plane than we do in the city that we're going. Yeah, that's crazy. Terry is commenting on that. Craig said 14 hours on a plane with yeah. two hour job. I like it. And I like when it. I went Australia, when I went to Australia, oh, that's. 22 hours. hours. <laughs> they asked, was I coming back? I said, no. No. <laughs> oh, Derek May comes here all the time. I'm not Derek May. <laughs> Derek May can afford to come there. You know, and it's $22 for a pack of squares. Yeah. Well, it must be a pretty, pretty big payday to get you to do that. I mean, that's, that's my hope is that if you're spending 14 hours on a plane, you know, you you've made enough money for a month. You know, something, something, something's paying off. I mean, for me, it wasn't as 
like you think. And then I was, I, I get phone back. I'm not from the States. I came from Europe. I came from London. So I had to fly all the way around. Yeah. You did the Eric route. What you said earlier about the um, documenting that, that's a uh, show. So we're going to, when, um, when we're on the other side of this, we're going to go with you to one of your European trips and we're going to document it and we're going to bring it back so that we can share that story uh, so people understand. That's a great story. Dude, we have to we come with you. Mike, we're coming with you. Man, that's a that's a thing that you all got to see. Like, we're going to do it. We're going to document it. Like, I would tell you what Tracy, my sis wanted to go to Europe so bad, go, go to Europe so bad, go to Europe so bad. Oh, take me, take me. Terry, like, man, you don't want to do this. Oh, I want to go. <laughs> After he did that. No, no. You had that. He was done. He was done. You Just needed that. one time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right now, I'm good. Right now, it, it, That's hysterical. It, 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 you know, it, I, I cannot put it into words how feel like because Terry is, you know, I'm telling Terry Ben, Terry's scared. <laughs> Frank, so the play shake one time, he about to, he about to pass out. <laughs> oh, I've seen Terry in the airport coming back to one of them European Terry, Terry, Terry's not into that flying, but you gotta do it. You gotta white knuckle it. You don't understand how I go to sleep on that board. I don't either. I'm with Terry. I do not like turbulence. <laughs> You're good. Man, 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 did you just feel that? I was like, no. Man. <laughs> so, you know, see how drink that he going <laughs> do something else. So, Mike, Mike, you've been one of our most animated uh, guests. You bring uh, clearly and personality. <laughs> We, we thank you for being up for um, a night with the Vintage House family. We are a family, so, um, you know, we just chop it up. We chop it thank up. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> Terry's still talking about turbulence. I hate it, too. And I fly all the time, and it's still like when it hits me, I'm like, we're going down. No, no, it just be a look. Look, the last time we were flying together, Dr. Country Crawford. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, not to cut you off. The last time we saw the guy that turned turbulent so bad. Oh my God. <laughs> it's horrible. I couldn't do it. I was yeah. talking about paranoia. Paranoia. Were you afraid? Clay was doing all this. Clay was. I don't miss that. I have to tell you, I'm not flying these last few months. I don't miss turbulence. It's been nice. 
not be bouncing around in the air hoping you survive. Tell you, them flights are safer than driving on the Dan Ryan during um, stay-at-home orders. So, shoot, baby, hundred mile an hour. Yeah. So, ultimately, um, I like to ask a philosophical question to close out the uh, the night. And um, this question for you is, um, you know, there's no right or wrong answer ever. It's just to, like you said, go into the mind and and share a little bit of that thought. Um, Your animation prompted me to ask you if you were an any animated character that you've ever watched or seen. What would it be? And, and why would you choose that animated film? Animated. So when you say animated, put me somewhere where I can. Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. Superman in the Justice League. Oh, okay. Tom and Jerry. Hey, man. Thomas? <laughs> Thomas? Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> hey, look. No, but, uh, what did I have to say? Man, uh, if I had to be any animated character, who would I? Um, That's a hard question. I don't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, you say Superman, things real cocky. No, you can say Superman. This is this is black thought, brother. Black judgment free zone. You can be Superman. No, no. I, I mean, I would love to be Superman, but then he got crippled. Well, there's always a weakness somewhere. Right. So <laughs> if I had to be an animated character, uh I did, man. I, who did I used to like, bro? Come on, the big thing. Popeye. Popeye. Popeye was the reason I liked Spinning. Well, that's good. I was like, man, Popeye. <laughs> Terry's already answered for you. He said right. he wanted to be Batman because he liked kicking people's. Asses. Oh, all right, Terry Hunter. Kapow, bang, boom. Elliot said that was a Pisces answer. I don't know who's a Pisces. Terry, are you Pisces or Michael Wait, Pisces? Me, me, me. You got the Pisces answer. I'm a Pisces too. Man, right on, man, Pisces, what's going on, he yeah, All right, so. Hey, look, in the, morning, in the building, that's who, you know what I'm saying? That's who I told you. That yes. DJ. That's when it pre makes you on. That's I know one. him very well. We talked today for an hour. Man, <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look, because he started, hey, look. I had a stack tape that he gave me when I was young, boss I did. And it was a battle <laughs> of him. And fought. And it was. Then it came on like, yo, Paulie Dutch, man, 
fuck, I mean, that was when he was falling from the peak. Falling from the peak, ain't got else on me. Down, 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 down. And he lost the battle because he played that rap. But he played that rap. He really threw it up. That's just another, you know, I, 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 I don't, no, okay, so, look, that's something I hate. Uh, <laughs> animated, 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 I, I, man, I, let's roll with that, man, see? You got Batman, you got uh, Superman, Gotham City, baby. All right, Justice League, so... We are, again, so appreciative of you spending the time with the Vintage House family. We want you to be able to get back in the lab. We're looking forward to whatever is next in terms of new releases, new music. We're certainly looking forward to July 4th. Yes. Day Festival. Vintage uh, House family will be there in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I think, we will. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. And Lori. Thank you so much, Mike Dunn. It's been a long time coming. So glad you came on the show. We've been trying to get this thing together to come out to Everston to do the, the, you know, I know. But we're doing there again. Yeah. But, you know, I had some that went on that I had to take care of. So, you know, but. It's now, so I thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank, thank you, man. Appreciate you too. Love hey, everyone, stay safe and well. Stay safe and warm. Hey, I want to give a big shout out before we leave. Uh, a couple people who are recovering. I think you know, Burnell has some issues, and Angie Stone. So we're praying for our brother and our sister, and anybody else who's struggling through this time. It is a time for prayer. It's a time for blessing. It's a time to hope people in the light because everybody we all need it we okay Craig Loftus we hold, Craig Loftus, we hold you in the light brother Mike Dunn we hold you in the light we hold everybody in the light I so, love you guys for the Vintage House family Lauren yes. Lori your main man Mega Mike Dunn we thank you <laughs> thanks Mike love nine, you <laughs> nine o'clock same station yeah, we'll be here next week. Micah Salkine. See you then. Bye. Thanks a lot, Mike. All right. Peace. Thank y'all. Finders Plus Real Estate is a proud sponsor of the Vintage House Show. Finders Plus Real Estate is a full-service real estate brokerage specializing in the Chicagoland communities. Please find us at FindersPlus.com. Listen to Vintage House on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on WNUR 89.3 FM, WNUR.org, Facebook Live, and VintageHouseShow.com.